Welcome to Arts Northwest, where Gaith Fáilte could see Unad Nadlantha and Lunini Rourke. You're very welcome to the Glens Arts Centre in Manor Hamilton. My name is Brendan Murray. We go out every Thursday at this time with a repeat on Sundays at 8pm. Craig Cox will be looking at events happening in the area later on in today's show. And we also have an interview with the uh, journalist, poet, writer, Jerry McLaughlin. But it gives me great pleasure to welcome a local singer-songwriter who came through the Glens Centre's annual rock school over the years, Rosina McNair. You're very welcome, Rosina. Thank you Rosina's much. playing a show here at the Glens uh, Saturday week, January 28th yeah. at 7pm, uh, not 8pm, 7pm. And we're delighted to support new acts like that. There's such amazing talent in the area. So, Rosina, first of all, Tell us about yourself and your background and how you're getting into music. Well, I am a local singer-songwriter, like you said, from the west of Ireland. And basically it all started like a lot of other people um, during COVID. So I tried out many things just to kind of discover who I was um, and am and still doing that. And one of those things happened to be music. My, uh, my good mate sold me one of their guitars and I just started kind of playing around with it. And then I was like, you know what? I should add some lyrics to these songs, which I'm creating. And from there, it just kind of took off. And uh, my uncle introduced me to a rock singer called Harry Radford. And we went to the studio and recorded some songs. And yeah, it was, it was amazing. And Harry Radford now, where's he based? So he's based in the Isle of Man at the moment, but oh, he's okay. from Florida originally. OK, and so we already have an international... Um, <laughs> connection yeah Brilliant. exactly um but he's in a rock band called call me a more um but yeah it was a really really good experience and from there i just fell in love with music and want to continue to and create so but you know it wasn't as if you know you suddenly discovered music during a lockdown <laughs> yeah. your 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 interest in music over, over the years and your attendance at the rock school mm. um where do you think that stemmed from or is that just like every youngster like, <laughs> I love the sound of this and it's hip yeah. and it's well I guess I it was from a few things my all my good mates such as Grooveline I was Indeed, very very good friends with them and they're obviously quite musical um, and along with uh, Tara Kusnodi's dad Rossa who's in Keela I was just always sur- surrounded by music I lived in Manor for a few years and as soon as I met up with them I just started to completely fall in love with music and also I feel like I have a very deep connection with music it just makes you feel that kind of way which nothing else can make you feel so sure I wanted to create great and then what so in in terms of you know you said you were kind of inspired then to start looking mm. how do you find songwriting and do you think you have a groove for it yeah, I mean, I guess I started out with knowing nothing about it. And I think a lot of, a lot of people do that. But I, I guess I kind of just sung from my heart and from, from, my, uh, from my head and what I've experienced in my life. And also from other people's experience, I just kind of took that all into, into uh, consideration and just kind of really wrote about that and tried to explore those kind of feelings, like heartbreak and all that. Of course, it's a very popular thing to Absolutely. write about. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's just every time I every time I write, it just kind of releases that um, those serotonin levels and increases those. <laughs> and 
who would you think you know you'd be influenced by? And the, mm. I'm, I'm I'm going to preface this by saying that. Uh, you know, the world of music has changed hugely. Mm. The arts world has changed hugely since That's I was right. your age, which is neither today or nor yesterday. <laughs> but I think it would be fair to say it's a very flooded market, very Definitely. crowded market. And there's amazing talent out there because there's amazing access. First of all, when I grew up, you had Bog Radio 1, Bog Radio 2, <laughs> you top of the pops. Yeah. You, you know, you, you had to search to find music. You know, you, youngsters these days can access all sorts of influences all styles yeah. all genres and work and play with them and indeed you can you know record in your own bedroom these days yeah, to, yeah. to the highest of quality and standard so where do you think you fit in within all of that um well band wise i take big inspiration from london grammar who it's a trio and the lead singer hannah she she's just incredible um and i always listen to her music and i was like you know what i want to start singing that kind of style it's quite like indie electronics sort of vibes um and i really took inspiration from that and now there was another band called vaults and they're very much more electronica kind of vibes and now they're split up now but it's it's just music which i've never really heard before and like the xx that kind of that kind of style and uh, i think it's it's a little bit rare for like everyone I talk to, I don't really know many people that listen to them, but everyone that has, the, they just love that music. I'm like, you know, I want to create something along those lines. And then, so so tell us, what can we expect here at the Glens on, on Saturday week? So it's going to be a mix of covers and a couple originals. So I'm doing covers from Fleetwood Mac, from Chris Isaac, um, from Georgia Smith, who's kind of R&B style, and then obviously some of my own covers as well. Great. And just putting some twists on things. And the musicians that are playing with you? Yeah, so I, I'm going to be joined by a few a few very, very talented musicians. One of them is an amazing pianist called Orrin Smith. He plays in uh, wedding bands and um, the Pound Street Boys, Alan and Sligo, and they've gone all over Sligo with their gigs. And then I'm also going to be joined by Evan Downs, who's an amazing bassist. Um, and then, yeah, I'm going to get a drummer because <laughs> a bit, bit of difficulty with that, um, but that's okay. Um, but I okay. think we're doing without that for the meantime. Great. And then in terms of, like, is this, you know, obviously you want to get your music out there and you mm. want to develop as a, as a, as a performer and artist. Um, so... You know, would 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 your intent be to try and form a band, or do you see yourself very much acting in the solo genre? I feel like quite a solo artist because you know a lot of my music is taken from kind of personal experiences. You know, and it'll be it's quite difficult to find people that can have that sort of relation. But if I do find people that can relate to a lot of those things, then there'll be a deep connection there, and that will help improve. But yeah. And just to get back to what I was saying earlier, and mm. I certainly don't want to be any appear anyway negative. Yeah. Um, like there are myriad yes. artists out there now. How do you feel about that? And that's daunting, isn't it? Yeah. Together? You know what? I don't really find it intimidating. I think. Good. Of course, there's there's just so many genres and people always wanting to do bigger and better things in music. But music is such a personal thing to one person. Um, it's. It's something which, as a creative kind of career, you have to really look into it yourself and know what you want. And I think that it doesn't matter if your music gets big or not, as long as you're happy with it and know what you want in it, and it gives you that really good feeling, then 
release it release that's, that song and go ahead can't think of a better a better uh, <laughs> creative impulse to come mm. out of something other than that the, the personal and of course the personal becomes very universal mm. um, okay well delighted that uh, we're hosting you here that's on Saturday the 28th Rosina McNair you'll get tickets on the door it's at 7pm or you can book through thedlandcentre.com uh, and we're going to hear a track now, Rosini. You might introduce this one for us, please. Yeah, so this song is called The Playlist and I recorded it around two years ago in York in England. Um, amazing producers over there. That's where I started out and <laughs> I find it difficult to leave them. So I'm going to stay with them for the meantime. But yeah, it's just a song about driving along and just enjoying your time with the people you're with and listening to amazing music and just feeling amazing, I guess. So, yeah. Great. Love it. The Playlist yeah. by Rosina McNair and after that we'll hear from Craig Cox with What's On. I hope that you believe me When I say I'm going crazy Cause darling, oh darling I'm last by you Everything is better Whenever I together You could stay Baby, put playlists on Doesn't come Can't take here Have you right now Let's leave this place forever Baby, put playlists on Doesn't come Can't take here Have you right now Let's make it last forever I know we're always dreaming About places we could be And here's a list of a few events that are coming up over the next week. 
Um, coincidentally, because just to tie in with the Rosina McNair gig here at the Glens that you just heard about, there's actually a few nights and a few events connected to young uh, songwriters around the area. So on Friday the 27th at 8pm, Kieran Quinn, who is known for his regular team night concerts at the Hawkswell, will present at The Model uh, a night of performances by Sligo and Northwestern musicians still in school. So this is uh, teenagers from transition year to sixth year. And it's all original music and it's supported by Music Generation's Go See initiative, which provides half-price tickets for people under 18. So tickets are €14 Euro or 7 for under 18s. Uh, they can be booked at themodel.ie and again, that's at 8pm on Friday the 27th. And then, of an older generation, actually, in the dock on Saturday the 28th, Mundy is playing at 8pm. So this is a concert by the well-established singer-songwriter and he'll play, you know, all his hits like Galway Girl and T.Y. Bestow. Tickets for that are €22 Euro or 20 for early birds from the doc.ie. And then the model actually has its January film programme going on, but it's running part of its secondary school film programme. So this is where it, they screen films that are on the syllabus for the junior and leaving cert exams this year. So on Thursday the 26th at 11am, they will be showing Delphine. This is one of two foreign language films and it's for the junior cycle Spanish language and Delphine. It's about an aspiring young French horn player living on the outskirts of Buenos Aires trying to make it to an audition for a nearby children's orchestra. So tickets for that are four euro per student and can be bought from the model.ie. And then actually that night on the 26th of January again at 8pm, the Sligo Film Society are showing No Bears. So this is an Iranian production. It's directed by Jafar Panahi, in which he plays a version of himself trying to make a film near the Turkish border, uh, where his crew pressure him to sneak across, and an incriminating photo he may have taken gets him involved in a local dispute. So this film was actually made just before Panahi was jailed for six years by Iranian authorities, and I don't think it's the first time he's been jailed by them. I think he actually made a film while he was in prison. But tickets for that are €8 Euro or six concession, and they can be bought on arrival to the model. And that is actually it for the week. The Breed of Me is a book of new poetry published in the first half of this year by Donegal Fermanagh journalist Jerry McLaughlin. We actually have Jerry with us here to speak about the book. Um, how's it going, Jerry? Not so bad yourself, and thanks for having me on your program. Yeah, thanks for coming on. So this is this is the first book of poetry that you've written after, like I think, a, a long and successful career as a journalist. Could you just maybe describe why it is that you're inspired to write this now? As it says on the front, it's called The Breed of Me, and the two photographs in the front are of my dad as an old man and my mum as a young woman. And that, that was really the inspiration. Both of them died within nine months of each other, okay. around 2017, 2018. So I wrote it initially uh, as a means of coping with grief. And the poems are ordinary poems. They're what I would call folk poetry. Hmm. It, it's about my people, some of my relations, people that made an impact on me and places. Yeah. Uh, well, it really seems like, just from glancing through the book, it really seems like it's kind of like a celebration of an entire community, like using your parents as a jumping off point for that. Would that be fair to say? Exactly, you see, and it's very much an Irish thing too. My background is I did my degree in history and Irish in UCG, which was, which is, you know, God and always a great place for tradition hmm. and storytelling and all of that. And 
the, the, the poem sort of the, the grew from that, and there'd be a big GA element in it too because I play a lot of football and hurling. But it's very much rooted in people and, and, and their own place. There's a great saying in Irish. There's a great saying called "Mortis Kinna and Mortis Duhish." Hmm. Mortis Kinna is pride in your people. Mortis Duhish is pride in your native place. So those the poems spring from that. And, and from people that, that, you know, that made a big press, impression on me. And they're about ordinary people, Craig. Yeah. And ordinary people don't get celebrated that much. So it's, it's a wee bit different, I think, in that sense. And I think it's also, it's it seems to be about those people, but also very much about their history and the history that's kind of seeped into the land around them. Very much. That's a very good seeped into the land, is right, because... Um, and my father was a great was a great storyteller. Mm. He was an actor. He he was a good ballad singer, and he was into GA and all that kind of stuff. So, it, in many ways, it's his story. My mum loved literature and learning and books, and that seeped into me from then, from them, and then from my relations. My granny was Teresa Ward, mm. and she was the uh, Ward. She 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 said we were always the breed of the bards. And funny, I used to say to her granny, "Were we travelling bards?" She said, "No." We're not, we're not, but we, we have the music and we have the song. So yeah. it, it, for me, it's something very organic. It's very natural. And I didn't have to work too hard to write the poems. And I didn't stay up at night worrying about a, a word of view. It's ordinary poetry. What I would call it, it's bar. I'm a bard. The beer drinking type poetry. It's probably not as refined as maybe some, some other craft people. Hey, that's me. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, I was going to say, actually, that you do seem to very much put yourself in the, the kind of the history of the bard that we have in Ireland. Yes, yes, yeah, very much so. And, and the first poem is actually about. It's called Mowincher. It's it, it's the words, and it's how I imagine them to be, yeah. and the things that they gave me. Because so much of the things in our life, Craig, and we're probably just when I got a bit older, I realised that so much of us is is part of our people. Yeah. You know, there's an old Irish saying called which means that your genetics, your hereditary, etc., is, is stronger than any education you get. Of course, education is a bonus and all that. But those traits come out. And I, I have cousins that are called wards, yeah. and they're all musical, and, and they write things as well, too. And when you ask them why or how, they just say it's in the blood. And it's an interesting thing when you say about just because... As I was looking through the book, it's like there's recurring characters coming up and mentioned over and over again. Because there's obviously your father and your mother and your yes, siblings. Yes. But then there's also just people from around the area and, and they reappear over and over again. Like in a community, like neighbours passing, essentially. Exactly. And, and it's like a social history. And it's, it, it, it's about just thinking back to my childhood, the, the snapshot I had of them and the qualities that they had and all the different things that they, you know, the different things that they did. Hmm. Uh, like, for example, there was one poem, it's called Broad Brushstrokes. It's about uh, a man called Edgar Donaldson who, who had a shop on the border and half of the shop was in Donegal, the other half was in Vermanna. Yeah. And so he was selling tobacco on both sides and he had that kind of a thing. And he had that strong he used to be out in the autumn sweeping the leaves. So yeah. I, for me, he's forever in that in that brown uh, shop coat and then sweeping the leaves. So yeah, they are. And, and I think you know, Cavanagh the, the said that you know he celebrated the extraordinary and the ordinary. And yes, he's very true there because there is the extraordinary and the ordinary things and then everything that people do. Yeah, and it's also just because. It's not just about your parents as the, as the, like they are the core element of it, but there's also individual poems to your siblings as well, kind of celebrating them. Yeah, 
Yeah, there are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My brother Liam, who was a great sportsman, and my brother Morris, great sportsman as well too. I have done other pieces of, uh, about other siblings. It's 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 like a memoir. It, yeah. it, it, it's a record, and also places that I loved. I was born in a place called Minalek, uh, which is in the Donegal Gaeltacht, and my mother had uh, she had two miscarriages. She had a stillborn, and then she had me. Mm. So I was kind of spoiled rotten. So it was a poor <laughs> The girl that delayed, Baby Rose, and then there's one about me, because my parents told me that they both stayed up at night for the first six months in case I would slip away. Oh, and I, Yeah, yeah, there was that fear. And then there was, I grew up with Irish in my psyche, because my dad, uh, my mum and dad married in 1954, they lived in Widor until 1960. I was born 50, so the first language I heard was Irish, and it also had a fascination with Irish. And I think that, one, Greg, one of the reasons that the Irish are pretty good at English we are waltzing subconsciously in our own tongue. Don't forget, we spoke Irish in this country uh, consistently until about maybe 150 years. So our images, our metaphors, some people might call that part one single uh, played by the Western world, but there's music in the Irish. Yeah. There's a music in the Irish language, and this might sound a bit a bit racist almost. There's a music in the Irish language that I don't find in English. And I find it much easier for me to translate these poems into Irish and they actually sing better than English. I mean, okay, okay. And so would you perform them in Irish and English, like an alternate between the two? I, I well, there's, there's, unfortunately, they use this crass corporate term. There's not a great market for it in Irish. Yeah. I have translated some of them in Irish, and I would, yeah, the only place you could read those would be would be in, in the Gaelic. Okay. Yeah, but place as well. There's another place that I loved. I went there when I was 17. I didn't leave till I was 22. It was UCG. And my father told me it was the longest holiday I ever had. <laughs> yeah, because there is actually in the foreword, there's a foreword by a friend of yours that I think uh, you met during your UCG days. Yeah. That speaks about like your history and your kind of, you know, the rambunctiousness of being two students together. Yeah, and, and I was very proud. G uh, is a big part of my life. I would have played a hurling with UCG. Great friend of mine called Joe Connolly. He came up in Galway in the 1980 All Ireland, made a marvellous speech on Squirrelica. He launched the book along with that poet, the guy that wrote the foreword, Sean O'Costella. And they were big influences. Very much big influence for me. Galway was big. It was. Yeah. Galway was, and is, you probably know, it's a very creative place. It's a very alive place. It's one of very artistic people. And, you, you know, it kind of rubs off. And you know, I was there for six, seven years. So there's a few poems about Galway as well, isn't it? Okay. And so you're going to give us a reading from the book. Uh, but just before we go on to that, yeah. do you want to just let people know where they could pick up copies of it? Yeah. Unfortunately, I haven't got it into Manor Hamilton yet. All right. All right. In Libra, in Sligo, and, and in all the shops in Ballyshannon and in Bleak and in up around Garrison and Derrigan. It's kind of very, very local. I, I got 500 copies printed and they're going very well. Like most of them gone. But, but I mean, it, it's not a financial thing. It, it's something that I wanted to do to celebrate my people really? and to celebrate, as I said before, the people that don't get celebrate and to pay tribute to those who have passed on. Well, in that spirit, would you like to give us a reading? Yeah. It's called Broad Brush Strokes, and it's about this this man in the shop called Edgar Donaldson. Uh, he had this shop, it was in Donegal, and you know, a bit from Anna, so he was playing the two sides. But he said that that look about him, he had, he had dark glasses, he had the brown shop coat, which was beloved of shopkeepers many yeah. years ago, and everything was just so. And uh, he was, it, it, it's a little bit different because he doesn't come from my tradition, but that I have great admiration for and, and the qualities that he had so it's called 
broad brush strokes. I wonder, do they sweep up leaves in heaven, Edgar? Especially those swirling golden brown leaves of autumn. And you are there, big broom and scent of clears. A grey shop coat for the world of trade and tobacco. Neat notebooks, the story of life in a special shop. As for man, I made money for a Donegal dealer. And Donegal delivered Mick McQuaid and plug smokes. And there was Edgar, direct and precise, a sharp pencil that made sense of the jagged jungle of bits of bills. Edgar, the calm keeper of a place that had something for all. Edgar Donaldson, the very name shouts solid Ulster stock, of those who believe that hard work is great for the soul, of those who believe that you're nothing without your word, of people like Edgar, the quiet, kind man in dark Clark Kent glasses, who often slipped in a few jelly baby sweets to sweeten our way as we smuggled butter and bread up the battery lane of our youth. And we ate Edgar's sweets and sang and swaggered like kings. And Edgar smiled as he swept the street with broad brush strokes. Wonderful. Thank you very much, Sherry. Thank you. Did you enjoy that, Craig? Yeah, I really did, actually. Thank you very much for that. So just to remind listeners, the book is titled The Breed of Me. It's by... Breed of Me, and it, it, it costs a tenner. It costs a tenner, and it's by Jerry McLaughlin. And you can find it, as Jerry said, in Lieber, in Sligo, and then in local shops all around the... Don't, 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 yeah, yeah. Thank you very much, Jerry. Yeah, OK. Thank you. That's it for this week. Mark Gavin on sound. Many thanks to Mark Gavin as ever on sound and to Craig there for his research and production skills. Many thanks to Pubble, the Arts Council and Leitrim County Council for their continued support. We're available on all podcast platforms or through Ocean FM. Slán live.